Can we hear ourselves? Hello, hello. Yep. Testing. My microphones are working. Okay. This is where we get to iron out the audio issues. <laughs> While uh, we also conduct a chat, we've decided to extend it now to 15 minutes, see if we can... See if we can uh, go the whole hog without too many ums and ahs. <laughs> oh, is that a goal? <laughs> oh, no. No. Hopefully, it'll just become second nature. <laughs> because we're going to be po- we're going to be podcasting these uh, little discussions as just another little way of delivering different types of content. And yeah, information. Mm. So. Um, uh, Naomi Carling, do you want to just get a little bit closer to the microphone? How's this? I, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Is that good? Okay. And we've got the microphone on Omni. Okay, excellent. And I might have to pop out quickly to make sure, to check on the other monitor to make sure that it's coming through. And here Our are player. Oh, I knew I was missing something. So, so today we were... We were just discussing that maybe we should uh, bring up the um, topic of intention. Is that what you were thinking about today? Yeah. It just popped into my head as an idea. I didn't really, it wasn't in context at all. So I thought maybe it was one of those little inspirations. And I thought I would just, it means different things to different people. It'll probably I'll probably remember once we start talking about it what, <laughs> why what it actually means. why it popped into my head. <laughs> I think so, yeah. So, so when you mean intention, do you mean to uh, focused conscious focused thought to bring a result? Um, is that what you mean might mean by intention, um, or is it more than that? Actually, you know, I am remembering now why it popped into my head. I was thinking. Good question. Of, I was thinking about how I. Um, Uh, as when I see clients as an EFT practitioner that one of the things we're trained to do is to take some quiet time before the session when we're alone and and just focus on the intention for the highest and best um, outcome of the session and I thought you know sometimes I don't leave enough time to do that properly because you know I've got you know, I say, well, I'm seeing somebody at, at say, four o'clock, and so I unconsciously schedule. I okay, I can do something that's at three that might go to sort of three fifty, and it doesn't give me the time to kind of get into that space. So I was thinking that I'm going to set. The thinking was setting an intention that I'm going to make sure that I leave at least sort of twenty minutes before the session to um, just get into that space of intention because I think it makes a huge difference. Mm. I see a a big difference to the outcome Mm. when I've really been able to kind of get into that space. Mm. I find the same thing when I'm doing a reading or um, doing some therapy, um, whether I'm receiving or whether I'm leading or guiding, um, to set an intention is imperative, yeah, and before workshops. Otherwise you feel like you're kind of not in the flow. Yeah, exactly. So you're saying that an intention is a frame. It's a, it's an energetic framework that you put around yourself and what you intend to do. Is it a capsule? Is it something like that? It doesn't feel like a capsule to me. It feels like more aligning myself with maybe what I'm doing is getting myself into that zone where I can give and receive on the level that needs to happen when I, you know, for the 
the, mm. uh, when I'm working with somebody. Maybe I'm starting to tune into them already. Um, mm. Yeah. yeah, I know that it's when an I opening. yeah, mm. it is an opening. When I set out to make music for One Mind Live, and um, um, I tried to hit the keyboards last night, and just I spent two hours in that space. And I, my intention, of course, is to um, to tune into that flow where it happens very easily. I know that I know I'm in the right intentional space when. It just pours out of my fingers, but all I was doing was moving notes around last night and making mud, as I call it. It's like an, um, a metaphor for using watercolors. Um, when I paint watercolors, you know, you know that you're when you're making mud and not. And when you make mud, you stop mm. and you go and do something else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you can come back to it, and next thing you know, it's all clean. You know, the layers of color are clean, and um, you've got a good painting. Do you find uh, that the intention before, like, do you start intending yes, that process? Yes, but, but um, you, you know, it's when you've got a client, it's different because, um, you know, I, I can just walk away and come back, but you mm. can't do that with a client. So I'm really interested to know how you ground yourself and lock that in before you have a client because that's that's going into responsibility yeah absolutely i mean it's something that it, we're actually taught as part of practitioner ethics actually mm. and it kind of involves i think the first step is stop what you're doing beforehand mm. just consciously stop mm. stop thinking about the other thing you were doing stop thinking um come very become very present and then think about the session that's to come and maybe it's kind of feeling into a heart-centered space of wanting the best outcome mm -hmm. but you it's a fine line because you can't you can't be attached to an outcome you know that's, mm -hmm. you're not supposed to be attached to an outcome which is um so it's it's a balancing act you have to intend for the highest and best result whatever that is so it's a really oh like you said it's an opening mm. I do a little prayer mm -hmm. um, and asking to be a clear channel mm -hmm. for the for the greatest good and then trust yeah <laughs> then you let it all go yeah, yes it's that <laughs> and you just trust your prayer is answered yeah and then that's that letting go bit where you mm -hmm. have to actually let go of results you have to in a way let go of your investment mm -hmm. to make that person better or right mm -hmm. you know which sounds counterintuitive yeah but um, it's it only works when you do that I find mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. well, and I've seen I've seen you do that Naomi like you're very present in whatever's happening for that person right now and, and that's the thing, when you're present, you don't have any time to project mm -hmm. or to regret or to judge. Mm -hmm. You're just like, okay, so let's tap on that. Well, that's the training and, and same with you is, is um, you have a certain amount of experience and training and that kicks in. And I guess what I was feeling is that that extra dimension of <clears throat> setting that intention, I think opens you up for um, I, I just had this image of like your training is the bicycle and the intention is the spirit that comes through you to ride the bicycle so it's like you've still got a bicycle and you can still ride it yourself but it's like in the intention you're inviting something um, larger 
to come in and kind of work through you. Mm. So, and I believe in the training. I mean, what I do can be done. It's a self-help tool. So the the point is um, to get people empowered to work with themselves. So, and my experience when I first learned it is that you don't have to believe in it. Even you don't even have to be that experienced and and just do the basics and you can get results. But when you bring that intention in for something higher, it's really, it takes it to another level. Yes. <laughs> but that's the magic. Naomi Carling is nodding <laughs> here with a big smile on her face. That's it. That's exactly right. It's a shame you can't hear my smile. <laughs> yes, we can. We hear your smile. <laughs> Uh, so just intention is intention um, it's different to setting a thought to manifest isn't it they are different things aren't they I think they I, are. I don't think so I think oh they, okay yeah you send you will you send out an invitation for this circumstance intention I guess you maybe it's got more power more will in it mm. and will comes from you as a human being mm. as an ego yeah maybe it maybe the the intention is i intend to open to receive and then you this thing that you sort of decide that you would like mm. do you feel it here in your in your in your third eye is it like a frontal lobe mind feeling when you actually focus on something does it does it feel is there a place in your head where it feels when you do it? Not for me. I feel it in my body when I actually... Feel in your body? When, when I lock in a visualization, mm. I feel... I feel the, It's like the moment my cells rearrange in alignment with this thing my brain now believes. Mm. And that's when I know I've really integrated. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I've learned somewhere to feel it in every cell. Mm -hmm. And to like, you know, rush through my hands and yeah. rush through my legs. Mm, yeah, that's what it feels like. It ru it's like a rushing, a quickening. But I think there, I, I know this kind of feeling as well. It's mm. like a decision. Yes, and it feels like a presence here, mm. in, in right there in the middle of your head. The other thing I was thinking of too is that um, I remember doing energy work, reflexology work years ago, and um, setting an intention would, you know, bring your strength back into your body. So, you know, mm. you would lose your energy around lots of things and you could bring intention in. And next thing you know, your body is as solid and as grounded as an old tree root. You How know? did you do that? Yes. And it's, well, it's, it's like it's, kinesiology, it's, isn't it? Yes. Muscle and testing. You can, you can affect the results of kinesiology through intention. So walk me through, like, what's the intent? Well, that you, if so, thing? if you were out of balance and you bring yourself into saying, I am balanced, I am in my center. Oh. And then the next thing you know, all of your energies are back in again and your arms not drooping off and, you know, you know, not losing energy. So it's a decision in a way. It's a decision. It's a decision to be conscious. Yes. To be consciously balanced and then trust that the body knows how to do that when do you it. just ask the body to do it. It does it straight away. Wow. That's interesting. I'll try that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I started playing around with intention because mm -hmm. um, I would work with a friend of mine who, we'd, who was doing muscle testing and mm -hmm. we would work with thoughts and, and energy and focusing ourselves and your body would center. So that's kind of where I started playing around with it. What does centering feel like? Does it feel like you just become very presently focused? Um, I remember the first meditation I did years ago, which was about imagining my feet were connected to the center of the earth. 
and um, as soon as I did that, then your kinesiology, all of, your, all of your energy would become strong in your body when you did that, connected to earth. And it's mm. imaginary. Well, it's... It's, it's intention. It's intention. Because, because the mind says, here's a metaphor for what I want to have happen, and the body yeah. goes, I've got it from here. Got it, yeah. Because you always do that. It always comes through in the meditations. It's mm-hmm. sort of connecting yeah. with the core. Yeah. yeah. And there are other elements that kind of change, but that one is one that's... Mm. Well, my guidance is always that that's basic kind of energetic self-care mm-hmm. uh, a responsibility if you like to mm. be anchored and to be open but more importantly to be anchored these days do you set that intention like every morning or throughout the day do you have to remind yourself or how, how do you do that to ground just yeah just in daily life um yeah i i do it usually if i need some tools like if i'm mm-hmm. facing a stressful situation or if i'm um going to a circumstance that perhaps is unknown um, or I feel a bit vulnerable, yeah, I, I use the purple light, mm-hmm. shielding, psychic shielding, ground myself, um, ask for my guides to come real close, mm-hmm. and then I'm ready. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's prayer, it's intention, it's visualisation, mm. it's all of those things. I think it'd be good to set an intention. I wonder if I could remember just to set in it. So I read, a, you know, there's that thing about before you eat, set an intention that your food loves you and you love your food. What a great thing to do because quite often you put food in your mouth, you're going, <laughs> you're either having issues about it or you're not even thinking because you're doing eight other things while you're eating. Yeah, and already... or you're having a stressful conversation at dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a really good way to wreck your food. I, <laughs> I did a um, Buddhist retreat, like a silent retreat, and, and part of the meditation was also in eating and they bring pres- they they recommend you bring presents to what you're eating and to really feel the food and to chew the food and to yeah intend that it's um nourishing you that you're in a practice of self-nourishment and, you and appreciation and you nourish yourself with with presence as well when you decide to do that and i think mm-hmm. eating's a great thing to use for that because we do it every day we do it every day most yeah. of us yeah. Um, my grand- well, look, my grandmother. We do. Would- We're lucky. <laughs> yeah. My grandmother would say, "No, you have to chew twenty-five times each mouthful." And we're going. Yeah. This is so boring. But uh, I think she was. She didn't know, but she was. You know, bringing in um, mindfulness with with eating, but maybe didn't know it. <laughs> or maybe it was just a good old digestion trick. Oh you yeah, know, just the life that digests yeah. begins the digestion. Exactly. I could really work on my impatience by doing that. So now take a moment to set your intention for today. Yes, what what we tap on, let's tap on intention. See you guys on the other side. Okay, thank you.